0: One morning during my midler year, I think it was, when I was in seminary, I woke up and immediately knew something was different. I felt different. The change was subtle. It wasn't dramatic, and it wasn't awful like Gregor, Kafka's protagonist in Metamorphosis. There was a sense of lightness and peace. I was aware of feeling that some kind of weight had been lifted. But what pulled me into reflection was the realization that I had had no idea that I had been feeling that weight until it was gone. I felt liberated, freed from a force that had, apparently, entrapped me. I've come to understand that morning as an Easter experience. The heart of the Easter story is at the empty tomb, where the disciples, both named Mary, were in heavy grief and must have felt to them like a weight that would never leave them. But then, mysterious and powerful, seemingly out of nowhere, yet also as if by divine plan, the Holy Spirit appears in the midst of darkness rolls back the immovable boulder, perches on it, and reveals the truth. Life is still being revealed. Come and see. There is a temptation to explain what I experienced as a miracle in which God reached in and made a critical adjustment in my life. The temptation is to frame my liberation as a singular event in the life of one person. But that frame leaves out the truth of what it means to be liberated, what resurrection promises, and therefore, what we are doing here this Easter morning. The texture of the Easter story is in the ancient retelling of the liberation of God's people, the story we hear at the Easter vigil when our ancestors struggled in bondage as a people, when God called a leader amongst them to help them break free, when God's people moved together into a wilderness seeking a new life, a new way to belong to God. To be truly liberated is to be freed from bondage and return to life and love in community. We are here in community. We are here in common worship and prayer. We are here singing as one. We are here because each of us, in our own way, knows that in a community centered on God, there is love, compassion, hope, and liberation. In the Episcopal Church, we give ourselves over to be formed as resurrection people, to become unified in the body of Christ and to participate in the liberation of God's children who are suffering. And this includes ourselves. In what ways are we in bondage to suffering, the oppression of shame, fear, self-loathing competitiveness or anxiousness? I came to understand, after much reflection, that my liberation was not the result of my isolated efforts, a sort of individualistic saving. It was a result of seeking out relationships that would help me understand how to unchain myself from oppressive forces through daily prayer and community, professionals who knew the way ahead, friends who were curious and eager to walk with me, and the grace of God, often unbidden yet ever-present. Through all of this, I was led to that bright morning." Through the interconnectedness of human community, we learn what it is to love, forgive, heal, and liberate one another. Archbishop Desmond Tutu wrote, The first law of our being is that we are set in a delicate network of interdependence with our fellow human beings and with the rest of God's creation. Jesus taught us to love one another and to love ourselves. And to love ourselves, we must know that God loves us at all times and in all places. When we fully embrace our humanity, as Jesus did in his life and death, we begin to develop hearts that are free to truly see the life that extends beyond this life and to love one another. In order to love one another, we must know that God yearns for us to see and experience the life that only comes from our bonds of humanity in all its messiness, imperfection, and indifference. This new life in Christ is one in which we are knit together for God's purposes. In the same way that the two Marys were liberated from the bondage of unspeakable grief to running joyfully to tell the news, we too are invited to pursue liberation from what oppresses and binds us. We, too, are given the grace and courage to prepare for liberation in our lives and in the world, to set one another free, to live unfettered, to step out from under any cloud of dread or anxiety into the light of Christ. The resurrection is much more than an event that broke into the grief of the disciples. It is much more than a memory that we keep alive in our ritual. It is so much more because the resurrection continues to break into our life as a people, a community. The assurance of eternal life understood through Jesus the Christ is not only a hope we live for, it is a hope that we live into today and every day. To be a resurrection people is to be fully engaged in life today, to live and love, because God loves us. It is to grow into God, knowing that human healing and wholeness is the fulfillment of God's plan. And our work is to participate in that plan. Joan Chittister, the Benedictine sister and social psychologist, describes the resurrection an ultimate mystery, this way. Like an idea become a song, like a seed become a flower, like a match become a flame, we will someday come to a new kind of life, eternal in spirit and changed in form. Life is a becoming into the fullness of the self that knows no boundaries, grows in form, lives in the spirit of the spirit, and has no end. May the resurrection of Jesus Christ break apart the chains that bind. May you know the liberation of God's unending love. And may this Easter be the first of many little Easter's that will break into your life like the morning sun. Amen.